guys. Welcome to the show. It's Tuesday. It's Monday's Hangover. Somebody asked yesterday, do I work from home now uh, when I want to? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's uh, I don't necessarily like it, but I also don't necessarily like going all the way to Dallas on holiday week either. So I chose not to do it. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Friday night, Black Friday, we'll be in Justin, Texas with the Ragamuffins. We're going to be at the Mule Barn. I think it's their ninth anniversary. We're going to be a big old party. We start at nine o'clock. Lights, sounds, music, laughs, uh, smoke, mirrors, clowns bouncy houses and all the kind of stuff. Oh, that reminds me. I got a bounce house coming to my house today. Uh, Brandon, uh, Daniel, George, boys. Um, I, I got a dude. My house is utter chaos. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, it's the cleanest it's been in a year. Uh-huh. And, uh, cause I got like 700 people coming to my house today. I'm not exaggerating. There's going to be hundreds of people that are coming to my house this afternoon. Uh, it's 55 degrees outside in North Houston, right? Right. We're frying turkeys. I mean, we literally, you, the turkeys that Joe Biden pardoned the other day, they're here. They're here. <laughs> we're, we're not getting rid of them, boys. We're not, no, we're not, we're not wasting good turkey. We got booze. Uh, we got, we went to the store yesterday. I'm going to, I'm going to post a video that I made. I haven't posted it yet about a charcuterie board. Do you guys, I mean, Brandon, have you ever gone to the store and just said, I want to make a charcuterie. Have you, have you ever? Has that uh, ever crossed your mind? Is that a cheese board? Yeah. 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 The only reason yeah. I actually even know what that is is because of the uh, the Jets in in the charcuterie. Yeah, from the the HBO documentary, <laughs> and the black dude's just not being able to pronounce it. That's about it's about as far as my charcuterie board knowledge goes. Charcuterie. Uh, it's like boudoir photos. I call them boudreau photos. It's a girl in her underwear getting her picture taken. She's letting her inner hoe come out. Um, and then uh, they justify it and say, but it's for my husband. Yeah, well, he's always showing those off. So it's for a lot more than that, honey. You know who those pictures are being shown to out in the bar. No, charcuterie. So we walk in the store yesterday. Of all of the things that you can go to the store on Thanksgiving week and go go buy, first of all, you should avoid the stores, okay? You should avoid them. I went to an Ace Hardware last night. Remember Ace Hardware? Uh, I went to Ace Hardware. The person working there, she said, um, we have, we're already, it was a Monday night. She said, we're already doing like weekend numbers. Uh, everybody's been here. When you go in the grocery store, you're you're after the essentials, right? Your potatoes, your turkey, your your you know your vegetables, those kind of things. No, we walk in the door. CJ says to me, "I'm here to get stuff for a charcuterie," and I'm like, "Why don't you just go to one of those frou frou stores and buy one of those pre-made charcuteries?" Right? Charcuterie, I've decided, is French for small fortune. Like that, because that's what it's going to cost you. So she doesn't do and just get the cheeses, like the pre-cut cheeses. No, she goes to the to the cheese counter where a little block of shitty cheese that stinks like your armpit cost you like 10 bucks for a little crumble of it. And she's buying all this stuff. She's like, what kind of cheeses do you like? I'm like, none of them. I want none of the cheeses. Like literally cube me up some Velveeta and we're good to go. Um, it, like she's got the stinkiest cheeses, this nasty stuff. Little thing of honey costs like twelve bucks. What's wrong? What's wrong with the honey that comes in the little plastic bear, dude? This is what happened. It, it hit me midway through the store. Charcuterie. 
Like when I was a kid, we had cheese and crackers. Normally they came prepackaged with peanut butter or whiz on them. And, and this is what you get when you have a generation of people who were raised on Lunchables. Like, th- like when your mom was so freaking lazy that she didn't pack you a lunch with like a real sandwich in it. She just tossed processed meat and gross cheese in there with some Ritz crackers. It, they, she just tossed a prepackaged Lunchable in there with a Capri Sun, and that was your lunch. Charcuterie. The, we should not have charcuterie. Nobody had charcuterie when we were kids, but now it's a thing. We gotta, I spent $100, more than $100, $200 on crap to make charcuterie. So I'm glad I got that off my Man, chest. $200 in cheese is rough in this inflation. <laughs> and you know what joe biden joe biden didn't make it smell any better at all well that cheese is aged too much for joe biden <sighs> joe is aged did you see that picture of him on twitter his birthday uh, cake? with his birthday cake yes. and he made a joke about having 140 turning 142 yeah it looked like alex uh, with fire <laughs> my god dude i mean somebody had to be standing by with an extinguisher on that thing i mean how do you like that with a blowtorch because by the time you got to the 81st candle the first one would be all the way down to a goop of wax on the top of the cake i mean you talk i mean and then joe's going to get up there and talk about climate change after setting that bonfire my god dude what the hell yeah i mean that thing was a torch i don't think you could eat the cake after that to be honest the, like the cake was probably charred I don't know who what thought flavor was, cake would you- Yeah, I don't know who thought it was a good idea. Like, let's give the 81-year-old a flaming ball of birthday cake and see if he can Does he have enough like strength in his lungs to blow that out? Yeah, no. No. Now see that's the video I would like to see. That's an excellent observation. Uh uh, Mr. President, what flavor cake would you like to have? Let's do waxy carcinogen. Uh there's a there's a hole in the ozone layer right above that spot where they uh, lit that cake. Um, I mean, can you imagine? There's the probably s- <laughs> <laughs> it was almost the second time the White House is burned down. Uh, boy, 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 boy. <laughs> oh, did y'all see the clip? We talked about it yesterday. Did you see the clip? There's two of them. Uh, did you see the clip, first of all, where he was talking about how hard it is? Um, God, what was he talking about? He was talking about um, uh, they going trying to get a ticket to the Eras tour and going to see Britney Spears in uh, Brazil. Oh, it's yeah. like, well, <laughs> bruh. Wrong decade. Stop trying. <laughs> Stop trying. <laughs> Excuse me. Hang on, I'm allergic to charcuterie. Um, <laughs> stop trying to make Joe Biden relevant to a younger generation. It doesn't work. You're putting words he doesn't know on the teleprompter, and then it, you get to that spot where he's like, uh, 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 anyway, anyway. Um, but he was talking about Britney Spears and Argentina and how hard it is to get a ticket to the Eras tour. Stop. Just absolutely Stop. Um, but Joe, of course, I'm going to show you all the clip. He did the uh, he had the, the clip where he was, you know, going over there and talking to the six year old girl. This is what he said about uh, how much he likes kids. Play play clip number one. And by the way, I like kids better than people. <laughs> I wish I could stay and watch Wonka with you, but I'm not going to get oh, to do that. Oh, my God. I think Joe would like to stay and do Wonka with you, 
uh, not just watch it. Oh my lord! If 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 Joe offers you a piece of candy, kid, run. I mean, Joe, like I love kids more than I like people. Uh, is that like when you call Barack Obama the first smart, clean <laughs> black guy? Uh, Joe's good at having his categories for people uh, and just dehumanizing people. Um, it's like what was he said? Um, uh, you know, poor people are just or black people are just as smart as whatever. We're talking about poor people, and I was like, what is this guy talking about? Um, he can't differentiate the categories of human beings. Uh, but no, he can get away with all that stuff. He can get away with all that stuff. But here's that here's that clip about the little girl. Play clip number two. Thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. I, I love your ears. They're really cool. What's your name? Cool. Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you? Seventeen? Six. Six. Yeah, it's it's always cringe. It's from the very beginning. I love your ears. What is there to love about her ears? I want to see this kid's ears. Um, I think that there should be <laughs> what's going on with this kid's ears. I mean, was he talking about her earrings? I, I, was she wearing little earrings or something like that? I, I don't know. What's what's cool about a six year old kid's ears? Um, but again, the guy just whew, he just dives right off into his little into his little rabbit trail there, and then he just doubles down. You would think that the handlers at some point in time would say, "Joe, listen, buddy." We know you want to go over there and be the man of the people, but leave the kids alone. Just if you see a kid, pretend like they're not even in the room. Don't don't try to be cute. Don't sniff them. Don't try to put your mouth on them. Don't yeah 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 with your teeth. Don't do any of that stuff that you do. Ah, uh, scary, absolutely frightening. The stuff that um, this going on. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, craziness that's going on in the world, let me get down here to this. Uh, media matters. I don't know if you guys are paying attention to this any at all, but uh, Ken Paxton, who is the attorney general of uh, Texas, and uh, Elon Musk have now filed a lawsuit in the uh, in Fort Worth, Northern District of Texas, in response to a Thursday story published by uh, Media Matters claiming a series of legacy companies were placing ads on X despite the social media platform publishing pro-Nazi content. Uh, X's lawsuit alleges Media Matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured images depicting ex-advertisers appearing next to posts featuring neo-Nazi and white nationalist fringe content. Media Matters designed both these images and its resulting media strategy to drive advertisers from the platform and destroy X-Corp, reads the lawsuit. So um, uh, X facilitates, again, when we say X, we're talking about what is formerly known as Twitter. They facilitate free expression and open discourse by enabling its users to create and share their own content and to message and comment on others' posts, and the lawsuit continues. These posts appear uh, sequentially to users in feeds, which occasionally include paid advertisements, the overwhelming source of X-Corp's revenue. Uh, the lawsuit stresses that users shape their own experiences on X as content feeds are curated based off of which accounts follow, users follow. And... Um, so basically, they published a series of articles. This is what the lawsuit claims uh, that seek to threaten the social media platform's relationship with massive multinational advertisers and global punishment publishers, including the likes of Amazon, Major League Baseball and T-Mobile, among others. So they've manipulated the uh, 
algorithms that uh, govern people's experience on Twitter or X to bypass the safeguards and create images of X's largest advertisers, paid posts adjacent to racist incendiary content, leaving the false impression that these pairings are anything but what they actually are, manufactured, inorganic, and extraordinarily rare. So again, if you guys remember back whenever uh, Donald Trump was elected president in 2016, what was the big thing that happened? You know, Cambridge Analytica, uh, the Russian collusion hoax, the Mueller report that finally came out, you know, two and a half years later, $30 million that was spent. Everything was all about accusing the right of collaborating in such a way to manipulate voters and fraudulently steal an election by manipulating uh, the perception of things. This is what's happening here. So the accusation is that Media Matters allegedly is, is, um, is generating between 13 to 15 times more advertisements per hour than viewed by average X users. So they're flooding the posts with certain advertisements, but they're putting it next to things that you would say, mm, why would this ad be appearing on this weirdo's, you know, next to this weirdo's post? And so I tell you, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to go to court against the federal government because they have an endless supply of money and, and legal abilities to come after me. But another person that I wouldn't want to go after is a guy like Elon Musk, because Elon Musk has announced this to be a, quote, thermonuclear uh, lawsuit. Um, so again, I don't want to be in the shoes of media matters in this case. But you know what? Thank God. That we, when I say we, I mean people like me who caught a lot of criticism for defending Ken Paxton uh, in his sham impeachment trial because people said, well, we don't like Ken Paxton. He's done this and he's done that. This wasn't a personality cult. This wasn't a personality contest. This wasn't a, a morality contest. This was a fight against an un unconstitutional accusation sham impeachment trial against an attorney general who will actually do things like this and stand up for the American people, uh, freedom-loving companies, free speech-loving companies, the Second Amendment, the border situation, fight Washington, D.C., fight the federal government, and thank God he was cleared of the stuff that the impeachment sham tried to accomplish. So thank God that a guy like uh, Ken Paxton is there to, to make this fight. So go get them. I say absolutely go get their asses because they're doing the exact same thing that they accused people like us of doing in 2015 and 16 when it came to the Trump election. Uh, and it, listen, it's it's Saul Alinsky's uh, rules for radicals. If you just study that a little bit, you'll see they're doing what they've accused you of doing. It's exactly what they're doing. And they're trying to control you and manipulate you. Um, I can't even log into my Twitter right now because, hey, Elon, your platform sucks. Um, my pass, I changed the password and I can't get back on the thing. So, and there's no way to try to figure it out. And those of you out there listening to the sound of my voice who says, well, here's what you got to do. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. I can't get back on my Twitter. And you know what? Maybe I should just breathe deeply and enjoy Thanksgiving without the bullshit that's on Twitter. All right, guys, this Christmas and the holiday season, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a time for gift giving for everybody. Parties with friends, family, getting compliments everywhere you go. Look, you're younger. When you go to those parties, you can do it using GenuCell. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is better than 70% off at GenuCell.com. 
you can treat yourself and loved ones with the absolute best skin care in the world. And uh, you got those troubling forehead wrinkles, the fine lines of skin redness, the bags and puffiness under your eyes, the sagginess of the jawline. You can make them disappear right before your eyes with Genius Cell's most popular collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Plus, included in every most popular package is your free hyaluronic acid serum for skin hydration that will restore your youthful appearance. What do you do? You go to GeniusCell.com slash WatchChad right now. Enter my special promo code WatchChad for an additional additional 10% off your entire order. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. GeniusCell.com slash WatchChad. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash WatchChad. Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at home. I'm at home. This will be our last episode of the week. I think that's right, isn't it, Brandon? We're we're done after today, aren't we? We are. Uh, We are free for the holiday. Yes, we are. We are blacked out, blocked out, all that stuff. Um, Alex Stein's uh, producer Jimmy, uh, his wife had a baby, and so you are acting as producer for for Alex's show. Yep. you're the you're pimple on the pimp on the blimp and um, making things happen over there. So congratulations to Jimmy and his wife. And uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't understand men that take maternity leaves, but whatever. I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. We've made I mean, fun I, of him for it. I'm glad you are because I want to. Um, I want to make fun of him because I'm like, okay, uh, Mr. Buttigieg. Uh, you know, four four kids in, four kids in. I never took a maternity leave. I mean, I kept on working, and, and believe it or not, I used to do jobs that required a lot more than me just running my mouth. Um, and uh, if anybody wants to try to keep up with me now. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's see if you can do it. I love people who always want to work for me or work with me. And I'll give them I've given people a trial job, you know, or whatever. And they're like, yeah, this is not for us. (laughs) Uh, Come on with it. But I never took a maternity leave. I was there. Trust me. Um, My my the mother of my children, she was on complete and total bed rest. Uh, I wished her a happy birthday the other day. She had a birthday on the 18th and and uh, I was reminding her of some fun things. We have a good relationship and um, raised some crit- really good kids. But I said, uh, I said, you remember, I was laughing. I said, uh, she was on total and complete bed rest for the entire pregnancies. And because they were such high risk pregnancies and uh, all of my kids, all four of my kids were born at 36 weeks and two days because 40 weeks is full term. So they were all four weeks early, 36 weeks and two days, because at 36 weeks, exactly at that spot is when they took her off of the medication that was keeping the babies inside of her without a preterm labor. And as soon as they would take her off that medicine, boom, you could almost set the clock. The babies would come. So um, that's uh, she was on full bed rest. She was sick all the time. She had a Condition known as patialism. Patialism is a is an uncommon condition that people get sometimes with pregnancy. I'm going to say this, and a lot of people say, "Yeah, I had that." It's where your body produces excess saliva. So I'd get up in the morning, and I would like a redneck have to fix my wife's spit cups. What do you What does that mean? I'd have to take solo cups put paper towels down in them and she could only let them get so full of spit before they made her really, really sick. So (laughs) I had to stack like 20 spit cups up. I'm giving you TMI way too much information here. 
and she probably will be pissed at me if she knows I'm doing this. Um, but I would have to do that. And then on, uh, I would go to work and then I would come back at lunch, make sure she was able to eat what she could eat. And I'd go back to work, fix more spit cups, the whole thing. And, uh, and then after we started having kids, I was taking care of kids. So yeah, maternity leave, I didn't ever, no, did, we didn't do any of that stuff. High risk pregnancies, all that stuff. Never did it. Uh, you know, and I'll tell you, it's a work ethic. It's a work ethic folks and work ethic is dead. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention or not. But they're really trying to replace our way of life with socialism. And, and one of the things, our economic way of life, they're trying to replace with socialism. We have the Elizabeth Warrens, the Bernie Sanders, the John Fettermans, these types of people. And that, that has been the agenda for quite some time. One of the ways that they are doing this and accomplishing it quite effectively is they're encouraging people to be lazy. So you remember when the pandemic hit, they incentivized you to stay home by sending out stimulus checks and, and financial packages. People were getting their checks uh, on a regular basis. It encouraged them to just stay put, not to go to work. Businesses were, were floundering, if not closing down forever. And then uh, when it, all of that stuff lifted, people didn't want to go back to work. They'd gotten used to being lazy. So when you would go to a, a restaurant or a drive through or a, a gas station, there was a sign that said help wanted. And then after a number of months, uh, there was a new sign on the door that said, uh, please be patient with, with the service because we're understaffed, which told me, they weren't hiring people. They couldn't hire people because nobody wants to go back to work to the point where now when you go to a place, anything from a drive through restaurant to a service industry place like a restaurant or, or anything that requires. I mean, I'm, I was again, I was in a store just last night and, and I was literally I mean, I went to a grocery store and I felt like I was being checked out at the at the checkout thing because I had so much stuff. Normally, I would do the express checkout, do it myself. I went through the thing and it sounds like I'm complaining and I am in a way because the work ethic is so pathetic. I, it was like I was being checked out by Rain Man. Um, I mean, it, it, it was there was no hustle. There was no speed. There was no thought process to what went in which, which bag. Uh, there was waste. In, in other words, I mean, when you take one little thing of that charcuterie cheese and drop it in a plastic bag and then you put it in the cart, there's a lot more that can go in that bag, chief. Uh, but again, there's no sense of work ethic. And what do I mean by that? People don't know how to work. They haven't been taught how to work. That's one of the things that I learned as a child. I went to work for my father, went to work for my grandfather, you know, laying bricks on construction jobs. I didn't like working for my grandfather because laying bricks is hard work. My father said, if you will stick with him, he will teach you how to work. And that's true. You learn a work ethic. You learn hustle. You learn uh, you know, how to, how to be steadfast and endure some things. And then you just get general know-how how to do things and do them well and do them better. They don't have that anymore. But here's the thing. The government doesn't want you to know how to do those things because they want you governmentally dependent. Now, you don't believe me. There's a scheme that's trying to neutralize your work ethic on the part of the federal government. I've already listened, listed some of the uh, usual villains that are cast of characters in this plot. You got John Fetterman. John Fetterman doesn't know who he is or where he is, but they can use him as a puppet. It just puts his name back in the headlines. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. What they want to do is they want to take your, un, your unemployment insurance and they want to turn it into something closer to a universal basic income program. And you know how that's going to end. So 
2020, uh, listen, the federal government, you know, wanted to pay people. They couldn't. I mean, they couldn't afford to do it. Eventually, they're going to run out. They, they, they wanted people, they tried to pay people just to stay idle and, and stay out of work forever. But now they're trying to repeat that, but they're trying to do it regularly. So they're not learning the lessons. What they want to do is they want to expand state-run unemployment insurance programs and transition them into something a whole lot more that looks like universal basic income rather than the emergency safety net. See, the safety net is there. And this is a great article on the part of Brian Sigma uh, on theblaze.com. You can go and read it for yourself. So what would happen is it would replace up to 100% of a worker's wages for more than a year. Folks, that's not insurance. That's entitlement paid for by the employer's tax to fund the program. That's not insurance. It's Senate Bill 3140, Unemployment Insurance Modernization and Recession Readiness Act. Um, it's <laughs> these guys, these guys want to have cradle to grave dependency. They've been trying to mainstream socialism for decades. So what they're doing is they, they saw what people, how people would respond through the pandemic. And now they're trying to make this a regular deal. It should be, you know, welfare. Because I have people all the time say, oh, you love socialism. We have there's a difference between social programs and socialism. What they want is full blown socialism. They want cradle to grave care. All right. They want rather than it being temporary assistance. To, to workers that lose their job to no fault of their own. They want uh, they want employers taxed to the hilt and then have a state-run program that serves as, as a, a you know as a rapid on-ramp to the workforce, ensuring the unemployed have some immediate support when they when they lose the job they took to now they'll give it to you all the way up to a year. What do you think is going to happen when that happens? What do you think is going to happen to the workforce? I mean, everybody's going to take advantage of this thing because that's naturally what people do. Um, it, I, this, this is scary stuff, man, because they're playing on your human nature. And your human nature is to move towards uh, – we don't want to stay in motion. What have we been told our entire lives? We've been told our entire lives that you work for you know, 30 years and then you retire. Well, now, you know, is there even a retirement? Is there Social Security left anymore? Social Security is bankrupt. It's never been social. It's never been secure. So what are you going to do? What, are you going to live off of that? No, retirement is not, is not a real concept. It should not be a real concept. Retirement is something that you do, hopefully, whenever you just can't work anymore. I can tell you this, retirement's not a biblical concept. If you want to go that route, it's not a biblical concept. Uh, if you'll remember the very first mandate that God gave Adam in the Garden of Eden, uh, it was a very solid principle to tend the garden and have dominion over it. There was never any retirement plan that was instituted in there. You were supposed to be rewarded by the work of your hands. So again, they're not only playing on this idea of we work so long and then we retire, but now they want you to, to basically just take the time off anytime you want and just screw the work ethic. Folks, this country, what did I say yesterday? You can't build a society on social programs. You can't build a, a society on identity politics. You can't build a society on confusion and, and people who don't know who they are. If you don't share values, if people don't assimilate, but you can't build a society on laziness. I mean, dear God, you can't do that. You can't 
build a society on an overtaxed populace and fund people who aren't willing to go to work. You know, the Apostle Paul, if we're going to stay biblical, the Apostle Paul said to the church, uh, I think it was in Thessalonica, where he said, if a man shall not work, neither shall he eat. So, again, we're, we've taken – the reason that's important to me, the reason that's important to me is because I believe the only solution for any of our problems is to embrace the principles of the kingdom of God. What do I mean by that when I say that? It's God's government. It's God's way of doing things. If you don't do that, you're going to lose your rhythm of life. You're going to lose the foundational principles upon which all things grow and build. And, and it's going to be chaos instead. So I'm just telling you, if you want to if, if you want to take the lazy route, I can tell you the way that ends. And it is not it's not a good deal. All right, boys and girls, uh, I hope you're ready for a health revelation that could change your life. You've heard me talk about it. And I want you to hear me when I tell you, you got to take care of your liver. Your liver takes care of you. Your liver is a powerhouse organ. It, it does five key functions uh, every single day for you that that is going to affect everything about how you look and feel, weight management, energy levels, cholesterol, hormone health, brain health. But we're in a silent health epidemic with over 100 million Americans who are dealing with a fatty liver Folks, you got to take care of your health, and your liver is crucial to that. When your liver goes south, the whole body goes south. So I want you to try a product that I love taking. My family takes it. It's Liver Health Formula. It's an all-natural supplement packed with clinically proven botanicals to help you recharge and protect your liver. If you go to my page, you will also get a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3, which will help your heart. It's a total of a discount of 64%. You're not going to find this offer anywhere else, so you need to order it today at my site. Get liverhelp.com slash chad get liverhelp.com slash chad healthy liver healthy liver happier you hang tight we'll be right back you know i was um i got up early yesterday morning i was working around the house i was doing some stuff outside i was i was out there earlier today as well i was up on a ladder uh working up in some trees and uh Getting some stuff done out there that just is just hasn't been done. And uh, I don't know, 51 years of age, I probably shouldn't be up on the top of that ladder up in those trees. But I, I mean, why not? Why not? I'm not dead. I'm pretty reasonably healthy. And uh, I was just thinking yesterday as I was out there working that um, that's something that's that has been lost is work ethic in terms of just not only taking care of the things that you need to take care of, but finishing the job. Let me talk to you guys about that for just one second before we go into some other news things. You know, that's something that our kids, by and large, and I think all of us are guilty. You can blame it on technology. Uh, you can blame it on um, video games, screen time, television, cell phones, tablets, whatever, the Internet, social media. You can blame it on all these things. But at the end of the day, the blame is ours and ours alone. I was telling CJ that when I was a kid, you know, when I was six years old in the summertime, my father would take me out on the job sites, put a broom in my hand, and it, if nothing else, made me sweep up the sawdust when they were framing buildings. Um, and that's what I did for eight hours 
of the day is six, seven years old. I was out there sweeping up job sites. I didn't like doing it. It wasn't fun for me. It was a little overwhelming for a kid. But let me tell you something. My father made me do it. Uh, and as much as I didn't like it, as much as I complained, there was no getting out of it. It was boring. Uh, there was nothing, you know. But now we're so afraid of our kids being bored or our kids complaining. And part of the selfishness on our part is we don't want to hear our kids complain. So we shove something in their mouth or we shove something in their hands or we send them off somewhere so we don't have to deal with them. And that's bad because now we have a generation of people and you're seeing it on our college campuses. You're seeing uh, it, you're seeing that with these kids out there marching out there protesting what you have is a generation of people who have never belonged. They've never fit in. They're awkward. You know why they're awkward? Because they spent their entire life interacting with a thing and not with other people. So whether it was a tablet or a computer that's why I always joke about uh, when we go out to do these shows, the sound guys, the sound technicians at our live shows are sometimes some of the most awkward people because they've spent their whole life dealing with soundboards and sound equipment and not others. Musicians can be weird because they've spent all their time shut up in a room with a guitar or playing the drums in the garage by themselves. Um, people like that are just, they're, they're odd. They're a little awkward, right? They're a little spectrumy. They don't know how to interact with each other because we never made them do that. So these kids out there protesting, they have finally found something or a community that will draw them in. All they have to do is chant the right words and get really passionate and drum up some emotions, which, I mean, these are wounded kids anyway, so it's not hard. Those emotions lie pretty, pretty close below the surface, and so they don't mind screaming at the sky. Uh, they, they don't mind, you know, uh, yelling in the streets and waving the banners without ever taking up the time to, you know, read a history book or, or figure out what it is that they're chanting about. And part of the problem is we, we never introduce them to discipline. We never introduce them to commitment. We never introduce them to endurance and patience. Uh, and, and they don't, they don't stick with something. Um, because, again, they don't realize there's consequences. There's consequences to marching out there in the street. There's consequences, as we talked about two weeks ago, of people who are marching for Hamas. And then they say, you know what? We don't want these people to be employable. There's consequences, those things. They've never been taught consequences. Because when you're playing a video game and you lose your lives, you can start the video game over and all your lives come back. So you don't get to re-up in, in real life. You don't get to do those things. So as hard as it is, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, as hard as that is, we really should have introduced kids to to the belt and some discipline and and a work ethic quicker than we introduced them to PlayStation or Amazon.com. And now we're we're suffering the, the consequences. Other countries aren't doing this. Other countries aren't doing this. We have. Uh, let me pull this article up. Brandon, while I'm pulling this article up, how much time? I didn't hit the clock. How are we doing on that? We're good. We got um, about five minutes left. All right. Let me hit the clock real quick. We'll do five more minutes. Um, the, uh, the, uh, there's the, oh my gosh, where I lost it. Hang on. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. There it is. There it is. The, uh, what's going on with all of the violence happening in our, there it is right there. Um, uh, D.C. Mayor Bowser declares public emergency over youth violence after nearly 100 minors are shot in just nine months. So 
Muriel Bowser, who's the mayor of D.C., declared a public emergency in an attempt to address skyrocketing incidents of youth crime and an ongoing opioid problem in the capital city. Um, Isn't that amazing? All of our leaders, quote, unquote, all of our leaders are in Washington, D.C. All the people who represent the entire United States of America are there. And that city is one of the worst in America for uh, for violence and for opioid abuse. Um, shocking increases in crime among children. 458 juvenile arrests for robbery in the first nine months of 2023. That's a 10% increase from all of 2022. All of 2022, not just nine months. Homicide, assault with a dangerous weapon, carjacking. Um, even the president's granddaughter was an attempted carjacking victim. Um 151, uh, a third, that's 151 of all carjackings in the city were committed by children, by children. Now, again, you can look at that. And and yes, statistically, you can call me what you want to call me. But statistically, I guarantee you I'm accurate without even knowing that this is happening in the urban areas of the community. A lot of these are black children. These are children who, again, it's epidemic. They did not have fathers. They did not have fathers in the home. So, again, it just proves the point. What's the difference between being a father in the home or not having a father in the home if the father in the home isn't taking the time to care for and teach and discipline the children that are under their care inside the home? What is it, the old adage you spell love, T-I-M-E? We're not taking the time with our kids. So when they turn out the way they do, and then we will turn around and complain about the fatherlessness in the black community. Well, let's talk about the white community here. Let's talk about the Hispanic community here. Let's talk about whichever community you want to talk about where the, statistically the fathers do tend to stick around. If you're not doing the right things in the home, then Holy hell, why Why was it a good thing for you to even be there if mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you were absent? If the only way you were there was physically, you still aren't doing your job. But back to D.C., uh, in the first nine months of 2023, 97 juveniles were shot. Fifteen of those were killed. Um, this, you know, it, But what are they going to do about it? What are they going to do about it? Well, Bowser's recommendation is that the city is going to increase placements in shelter homes, group homes, and supervised facilities, including psychiatric programs as well. Uh, They're going to increase substance abuse and trauma counseling for youth. So, again, you're doing everything except fixing the family. And, And, again, putting somebody in a program, that's not doing it God's way. That's not doing it compassionately. You're going to farm them out into a system that's going to be run by bureaucrats. You're going to throw money at it. You think that's going to fix the problem? It's not, folks. We have an epidemic problem in this country when it comes to our youth. We've lost a generation, which means we've lost our country because, as Ronald Reagan says, freedom is just, you know, one generation away from extinction. So here we go. If we've raised a generation of people who are willing to be good little socialists and let the government give them cradle-to-grave care, then what do you think is going to happen when they are technically the ones who are in control and you have, quote, taken your retirement? So we're screwed. We're screwed. Um, and, and it's just, it's, it, it's already happened. It's already happened in the spiritual. It's already happened in the metaphysical, if you will. Um, now it's just waiting for it to flesh itself out. And that's just going to happen within the next 10 years. I mean, America's done for. Uh, we, we, can't, we, can't, we can't fight our enemies. We can't defend ourselves. We can't defend our homes. We can't even take care of the kids that's been entrusted to us. We can't keep our kids off the street. We can't even keep our kids from shooting each other. Can't keep our kids from taking drugs and getting overdosed with fentanyl. 
Um, because again, they've been discipled by Taylor Swift and, and Jay-Z and you fill in whoever, you know, you're, you know, they've gotten their entertainment from the Kardashians and they, they, they want to be social media influencers rather than out there with a real work ethic. It really pisses me off, but that's the world we have. That's the world we have. And you say, well, Chad, you're no better. Bullshit. I am better. <laughs> I did a lot better. And uh, that's why I sang that song. I beat, uh, you know, song, sing my song, beat, beat that ass. You can go look it up. Chad Prather, beat that ass. Check it out. And I've got a verse in there. It says, I put my kids up against anybody. Cause I, cause they, yeah, they're not perfect, but I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing and I know their work ethic and I know their passion and I know their drive and I know their hustle because we instill that in them. So yeah, we, we did do it. No, my children are, my children are children of divorce, but we still took the, the necessary steps the work to put in to still parent those kids. And now they're adults and they're doing great. And uh, they know the values. It's not that hard to do, guys. It's work. It's work. But I promise you, the end result is far better than what we're about to experience. Guys, uh, you see, I've already started decorating for the holidays. Uh, I've also started doing a little shopping. I want to help you do that as well. Help you do it before those uh, stores start getting crowded and your calendar gets full. Um, you can get some of the best deal of the season well before Black Friday. You can uh, shop Raycon products right now, save up to 50% off because of their early Black Friday sale going on right now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's earbuds and their products before. I love their everyday earbuds. They deliver high quality and uh, great features like 32-hour battery life, perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. They got um, their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge your iPhone stuff, your micro USB Type C devices eight times faster with a hundred watt power delivery, and uh, I love them. I've got everything I've got here at the house is outfitted with Raycons, and I love it. So um, I've given a ton of them away, quite honestly. So uh, Raycons currently offering twenty percent off everything on their site, and uh, with select products up to fifty percent. Beat the crowds. Check them out. Uh, go to buyraycon.com, buyraycon.com slash watchchad. Get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash watchchad. 50% off on some products when you use watchchad. Hang tight. We'll be right back. I know you guys, I drive y'all crazy because I've... Uh, I tell you, so here's what we're going to do in this segment. And then I go off and I preach for a little while. Um, dude, it's interesting, you know, the likes of folks like uh, Cardi B. A lot of you don't even know who Cardi B is, but trust me, your kids do. A lot of kids do. A lot of young folks do. Uh, you know, she endorsed Joe Biden. We're seeing this happen a lot. She endorsed Joe Biden. And now, um, and now she's blasting Joe. Uh, for funding wars as American cities deteriorate. I mean, just take what I referred to in the last segment. Um, she said, uh, she said, I'm an angry ass bitch right now. I'm about to go off right now. <laughs> uh, she says, uh, if something happens to me, it's because I'm speaking the truth. Uh, so, I mean, listen, I, I, I got to say, that's one of those things where uh, she said, I'm done. I'm not endorsing any effing presidents anymore because, uh, and again, I'm cleaning up the language quite a bit. She said, uh, how is that a hundred million dollar budget cut in New York city for effing schools, library, police safety, and sanitation. Yet Joe Biden 
talking about like, yeah, we can fund two wars. We can fund two wars. MRF is talking about we don't got it, but we got it. Like we're the greatest nation. No, the F we're not. We're going through some shit right now. Um, it's so, I, you know, regardless of how she chose to say it, I have to agree with her. Um, you know, I, we're starting to see a lot of transformations happen in these celebrities and these folks who before supported Joe Biden. You can't, you just logically can't um, continue to, to promote Joe Biden at this point in time. You, you just can't. There's nothing. I mean, the, the country is on fire in a, with a, in a bigger way than Joe's birthday cake. It, you, you just can't at this point. Uh, the guy doesn't know he's here. He has no clue what's going on. Um, they just released the, uh, the the health report on Trump. They did the, they did the, both the physical and the and the cognitive tests on Trump. The dude is fine. Uh, and again, you guys, you just don't like him. You just don't like him. I, I got tickled early this morning. I was watching a, a clip that my buddy David Harris Jr. Uh, posted about back when they did the roast of the Comedy Central roast of Donald Trump. And you had Snoop Dogg, who was on there being buddy-buddy with Donald Trump and, and uh, roasted him and, you know, being, making jokes with him and things like that. But then, you know, he's going to turn around and make a video where he shoots an effigy of Donald Trump in the back of the head. Um, yeah, the, these, these clowns, of, and, and we're all clowns in the entertainment business. That's the nature of our job who come out and they say, oh, we're going to support this person or that person because somebody told us it was the right thing to do. And then suddenly you wake up one day and you go, oh, anybody that's still holding on to support for Joe Biden is absolutely hypocritical when you know good and well the American people are sick of Washington, D.C. as we know it. They are sick to death of, of business as usual. They're sick of permanent politicians. And if, and if Donald Trump is the solution, if he is the radical, if he is the barbarian at the gate that is the solution for getting business back in order in Washington, D.C. and ultimately in this country, then some of you need to suck it up. You need to shut up. You need to quit bitching and crying in the streets and screaming at the sky and learn that there are consequences to the decisions you have made. And this country is burning down around us. So stop worrying about Again, Joe Biden, his personality, I'm sure his personality is effing fine. I don't give a damn about Joe Biden's personality. And I, what I care about is the stuff he does. And the stuff he does doesn't work, guys. It doesn't work. All right, guys, Birch Gold's Black Friday comes to an end this week. Right now, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you invest by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Uh, but you have to text CHAD, I spell it Chad, to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. They will send you a free info kit on everything you got to do. They will help you at Birch Gold convert your existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. For no money out of pocket, you still get the free gold bars. Just text C-H-A-D to 989898. Do it today. When the national debt is greater than our total GDP, you know it's time to diversify away from the U.S. dollar. And Birch Gold makes a very convenient way for you to move some of those into physical, some of your assets into physical gold. Birch Gold Group's got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers. Text Chad to 989898. Receive a free info kit on gold and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive gold bars on your qualifying purchase. Hang tight. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, listen, have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're alone, try not to be alone. Try to find some folks you can get with and celebrate with. And you don't have to do a whole bunch of stuff. You don't have to cook a bunch of stuff to do anything. You don't have to make no charcuterie boards. Just find some people you love. And if you got to be alone, I've, listen, I've spent a few holidays alone myself. Uh, find some people that at least you can tell them you love them. Okay. And, uh, if you're alone on Thursday, come hang out with us in North Texas, in Justin, Texas at the mule barn on Friday night, watch chad.com for all the fun stuff is we will see you next week back in studio on Monday. Know that I love you. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.